Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me, as always... Ben Vanell here, Tommy. Thanks for the stuttering, staggered intro and with... Us. No, no, do, I, do it quicker because I'm going to have to say, As my always. name's Adam Knox and get your phones off the oh. table. Oh. <laughs> I'm, he- I'm hearing your phone calls coming through. Oh, hello, hello doctor's office. Yeah. Your, your dick's too small. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing a game of poker at the same time. So Knox is very... Like scared about you know we're using the cameras yeah. we're seeing yep. his cards no mirrors don't look at my mirrored ceiling that I have across mm-hmm. all, uh, all over my house yeah <laughs> Knox is wearing a uh, pretty short little mini skirt and uh, I've now <laughs> yep. got my phone on the ground mm. and uh, let me tell you I'm in for a little treat when we finish this recording <laughs> <laughs> my my hand contains a Joker and that is a reference to a game uh, coming up that you have not played <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> interesting interesting haven't haven't I Tommy. Oh, you have. I don't think you have. You told us you weren't going to, so yeah, I certainly yeah. hope you haven't. Uh, you don't you it. dare turn me down. <laughs> I I have to. I'm go- listen. <laughs> I'm on the ones and twos. Yeah, and I'm feeling about a one out of ten yes. today. So I will be. You can just turn adjusting. the headphones down. I refuse. <laughs> okay. I've noticed what I do when I. I'll, I'll be talking and I'll see you go to the volume, presumably to turn me down yeah. mm. because I'm being too loud. And then I get self-conscious about how loud I'm being. And you start talking louder. <laughs> yeah. volume of my voice. <laughs> it's real fucking annoying. Because <laughs> it's only, it's a minor adjustment. Yeah. yeah. And look, I probably sound way too loud at the moment too. So mm. maybe I'm doing it terribly. Mm. It's hard. Here's a little podcasting tip for okay. the, for the uh, pod hopefuls out there. Yes. One. Don't bother. Two. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wear a suit made of sound baffling at all yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, the sound of your own voice is horrific, yep. and having mm-hmm. it come through headphones while you're recording is traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say this because <laughs> I. A tip or a that's a tip. That's a tip. <laughs> Just yeah. be prepared for that. Right. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Book therapy for after your first yeah, session exactly. of recording and editing. Because mm. I do the ones and twos on the other podcasts that I do, mm. and I I do the same thing. I'll kind of I'll kind of tweak the volume on the fly. Uh-huh. But then I realise when I come to edit it, it's like that's just made it worse because now the volume for this person's track is completely inconsistent. You can level it after the fact. It's completely (laughs) unnecessary to do. But it still feels like something you should be doing lest you be asleep at the post. It feels like a radio production thing, but all these tracks are completely isolated. You can adjust (laughs) them much more easily after the fact. When when we do the video stuff, I'm on the ones and twos and I set the volume sort of slightly lower than probably it needs to be Yes. so no one peaks and then I leave it alone. (laughs) 
But yeah. see, that's I I do that too. Mm. But and but and yeah, that's the smart thing to do because you can just boost Thank it you. later. You don't want people peeking. But, but then, but then the, but but then then the impulse I, of when you can hear it coming through, you're like. This is a bit soft. It right. sounds bad yeah. to me. Right. But then when I edit the videos, yes. I have to adjust the audio and I'm like, Ben, you should have done it live. <laughs> mm, no, there's no. nothing worse than yeah, going through it, going through a track and it's like you get it all, you get the levels all kind of right of everyone mm-hmm. and then you get halfway through and you go, oh, that's right. I ended up boosting this person mm. by two notches across mm. the course of the recording. So by the end of the episode, they're just absolutely drowning everyone else out. Yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff, folks. So yeah, yeah. I, it certainly won't encourage I, more criticism of our audio levels than we've had before. And it's also it's very funny to worry this much about audio levels when the content is this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Who cares yeah. if it's listenable when the actual content is like, yeah, I have to turn it. The knobs is harder than I would well, like I guess, it to be. But I guess it is worth in, worth putting out there that this is what's in our heads because, as is the case mm. with any kind of online criticism. That you receive about something Which has never happened to me So I'm <laughs> right. having to imagine it But well, what sure. bothers me about it the most Is like You think this isn't stuff That's just on a loop In my own brain right. Day in and day out yeah. It's like There's nothing you can say About the quality Of this show That we haven't all Fretted about <laughs> Individually And frequently over a long sleepless night at some point in yes. our lives. We yeah. make this sound effortless, but yeah, we we think about it constantly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm so pumping iron the whole time we do this uh, as yeah, well, so it's true. a lot of effort you for me. You have to keep turning away to breathe in and out from <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, I yeah. forgot to. Yeah. yeah. Can we'll you leave uh, that one in in the edit. Usually <laughs> that all gets cut out. Can you do a can you do an alternate cut of this part of the show? No. Where <laughs> where Ben's where Ben's volume is just peak like up oh, to like yeah. 10 decibels and then I'm just Dropped way down, like barely audible, and you've got like a you've got like reverb on. Okay, yes. well, this is how it could sound. Okay, yeah. All right, um, what have you done? I've turned you both down, <laughs> and now the podcast is just me. This is how it and in Adam's head. no one, no one could hear what you said then, Ben. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But I all bet right. they're hearing us a bit through oh, your yeah, mic that's turned bit. all the way up. Because we're not fully professional. We don't have like, we don't sit far enough apart that we can't, we don't get echoes in each other's mics. Mm. No. And oh, who, who wants that? You know, mm. you want raw. This is like yeah. garage podcast. Exactly. Yes. And but look, this is the Nirvana of podcasts. <laughs> I want to kill myself. <laughs> as you may have guessed, uh, if you're tuning into this from uh, for our takes on the uh, Sony state of play that happened oh, yeah. this morning, you are shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. Well, it won't have happened, I think, by the time this podcast goes up. It'll yeah, it's like, it's like six or seven hours afterwards. Yeah. I think yeah. So for once, uh, okay. we're not we're Friday not, morning. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's yeah. like cool. five p.m. Pacific time or something in right. the U.S. Right. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's a lot of Sony stuff that they've kind of. It seems as though maybe in response to the reactions people had to Nintendo's one last mm-hmm. week, where you know no expectations were managed. All yes. for this at the moment, a company that's like we got to get on the front foot. Yeah, we've announced a presentation that's shrouded in mystery. We've got to manage some expectations. And they jumped out and said... No Zelda in the Sony presentation. <laughs> no Breath of the Wild 2. little disappointing, but I'm yeah. glad they told us at yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest thing was they announced like that they are working on a uh, follow-up to the PSVR from the mm. PS4. Because mm-hmm. it's a fucking hassle. VIR. To... What? VIR. Why? Because v-, v is 5. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... Sh- so shouldn't it just be VR then? <laughs> VIR, six. 
because but because so B, PSVR oh. is PS5R to oh. you. Yes, but it was right. on the PS4. <laughs> yes. Okay. And just to be sure, we're coming through loud and clear, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you're a little low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, I wish we had a dump button on this thing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my phone as well trying to look at the. Boy, we are in all sorts. Yeah, today. today's yeah. not the day. If this yeah. is the first time anyone's listening, they were like, maybe I'll hire these guys to be my techs for something. Mm-hmm. Then you still can. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're good at it normally. Uh, yeah. So there's a new PlayStation VR thing coming. The biggest thing that stood out for me is that it will be like they didn't show any pictures or give too many details, but they're like, we've got a brand new controller that is using a lot of what we learned from the DualShock Five or the DualSense. Sorry. Right. Um, oh wait, so a new controller for the VR as well? Yeah. That is cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So I'm assuming this will match kind of what like Oculus is doing now, mm-hmm. where. They say it's connectable by one cable to the PS5, which suggests that the headset will have cameras on it in the yes. same way the Oculus does for tracking yeah. rather yep. than using... Because the, the the PS VR... Sorry, the PS5R mm-hmm. camera... Thank you. For the PS4. Mm. I hate this naming convention <laughs> that you made up now. Um, the tracking kind of sucked sometimes on that thing. And it's an old as hell camera, right? Like it's not for VR. It wasn't no. for VR initially. It was yeah. just for the move controllers, oh, which are also a, yeah. extremely old. And the move controllers weren't for VR yes. right. as well. Yeah. And then so they didn't have sticks on them, which uh, affected the control. Like the I played some of the uh, Hitman uh, VR mode mm-hmm. and it's not that great. Yeah. Because you've got to use the PS4 controller with it. Right. And it controls kind of your right arm, but also sort of both of your arms, and it just feels real mm. shitty. And you've got to be facing directly towards the camera at all times that when you're playing be- PSVR. Right. That became my big problem with it. I could never get the, I could never get the placement of the camera like mm. just right. It mm. felt like it was either if I had it kind of clipped to the top of the TV, it was too high up. And I, yeah, I really only noticed it. Well, the only thing I ever really played with the move controllers was Beat Saber. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of slipping out of the field constantly. And then when I got the Oculus was just like, oh, this is, yeah, this is what this is meant to feel like. Yes. So like that technology already being out there and being what, like a, a year, a year and a half? More than that. Well, from I, when oh, they yeah, were working yeah. on it. But yes. so, yeah, that, that technology being quite old now and what mm. they'd be able to do now starting relatively from scratch and building on that mm. when the blueprint is out there is really exciting. Yeah. Like yeah. having a streamlined, their version of the little Oculus controllers that are built yeah. for this and not just using some existing kind of shit that they have. Exactly. Uh, it felt very great. kind of cobbled together almost, mm. yeah. the old yeah. VR helm. And it's still good. And for the price, it's like a decent, it was a decent thing. I wouldn't bother getting one now yes. because no. of this. But uh, they've said it won't be coming in 2021. Um, so you'd assume that means maybe next year, but it could even be further than that because mm. it sounds like development kits just went out to studios now. Right. So it's probably even like maybe late 2022. Sure. To, yeah. Um, VIR. Maybe, yes. <laughs> holiday. Holiday 2022. Something like mm, that. Yeah. yeah. Or even 2023 would still not be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is exactly what you want there up in the resolution and stuff like that. Great. Connecting it with one cable. Huge. Yeah, so it's good. a fucking hassle if it's not permanently set up to set up the PS4 one. Yeah, yeah the, and like just, the pass-through box, all of that shit. There's yeah. more and then, than just the, the double HDMI. It was it's, kind of fun yeah. putting it together for the first time. It can't, I felt like, God, I'm doing Lego here. Yes. This is like building some Ikea furniture, just this big book of like, now this cord has to go and then this little yeah. weird little box has to kind of... It was all numbered. It was actually a really good like, yeah. quick start guide thing. But yeah, then yeah, yeah. that original box 
Xbox wouldn't do HDR or something or even 4K maybe, mm. which then became a problem when the Pro was around and now the PS5 mm. obviously. So great that an update's coming, VR is here to stay. Mm. Yes. And also just opinion. it being a, probably a more kind of um, lightweight headset as yeah. well. Yeah, you would, this so. would be the big thing. Yeah. Having a modern uh, VR setup too that isn't tied to Facebook mm. is great. Oh, yeah. Very true. So, yes. uh, yeah, because that's the, like, the Quest 2 is fantastic. Tommy, we both own them. Nox, you got a Rift S. Yes. Uh, and so yeah. a Rift 50. Or whatever S is. <laughs> I don't think S is a Roman numeral. Nah, I don't think it is. But um, I don't have any issues with Facebook um, because I don't work for a news organization anymore. Yep. Uh, and that whole thing happened like last week. But uh, yeah, heaps of people do. Heaps of people fucking hate Facebook for a good reason. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Sony are completely in the clear. They have no <laughs> ethical issues with the construction of their tech. Or uh, It was a bummer yeah. last week when I wasn't able to play the Batuta Advocate in VR anymore on my <laughs> Oculus headset. <laughs> uh, some other stuff that Sony said is that Gran Turismo 7 is getting pushed back to next year as well. Mm-hmm. COVID uh, hit that studio badly and so they need more time. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, that, and that is the thing too about the longer they take with this headset to come out, the more stuff there will already be out mm. that they can kind of chuck a VR mode into. Let's so see. Resident Evil 8, for example, like mm. they had a mode in 7, so you would have to assume that there'll be like things like Gran Turismo that are out that they can just, you know, patch not long after the release of a headset, mm. which is beneficial to them. That mm. hasn't happened too much with a lot of games. I guess like the Wipeout Omega collection, remember mm. that? That got mm. something. But I think, yeah, it won't happen for, for too much stuff would be my guess. Yeah, but I mean, there being stuff that's out that... Not that there'll be hundreds of things, but just like... Gran Turismo Having a few sense. things mm. that are there. Like even just if it's if it's only Resident Evil and Gran Turismo, that's still very attractive to people out of the yeah. box. Yeah, if I it definitely... doesn't launch with any like... Matt, if it doesn't launch with heaps of new games that are VR exclusive. I wouldn't expect it for Resident Evil because I think the way that 7 happened is Sony paid them to do it right? for the for the original thing and then they never brought that to PC mm. and I, they've said nothing about it for eight. Right, right. But maybe. Hey, Astro's Rescue Bot Mission 2? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Firmly agree. <laughs> uh, speaking of the PC, more Sony things are going to go to that as well. They said Days Gone being the first and they're like, look out for more exclusives coming to PC. So that's cool. Mm. Good of them to manage expectations, less people run wild that there's going to be <laughs> an announcement in this state of play, pe- play about games going to the PC. Mm. Good of them to nip mm. that one in the yeah. bud early. I yeah. mean, they might. people have been talking about it ever since like Horizon and stuff mm. came right. over and Death Stranding 2 mm-hmm. did. Um, so yeah, they, they, those are the only things they said, uh, and then they'll have like a half hour ish one about however many hours after this goes up. Yep. Mm. So we'll Exciting. that in a week. Mm. Another, uh, event yes. that happened, mm-hmm. uh, a state of play ish thing called mm. BlizzCon. Oh yes. Which is short for Blizzard Convention. Uh. Yeah. And this year it was called. It was held in the state of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> BlizzCon Line. Because oh. it was online. You know, a funny thing. Did you hear the Metallica thing? Yes, I did. Man, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. If you didn't hear it, like Metallica were obvi- like they were a big uh, force behind the DRM. copyright issues yeah. that we have now because of Napster. Mm-hmm. They really went hard against that in like the early two thousands, and they were playing for BlizzCon over Twitch, 
and it automatically detected that like, well, this is Metallica music. Yep. You can't be playing this and muted right. Metallica <laughs> and like played a royalty-free song over them instead. <laughs> yeah. So they were there like playing their Metallica guitars like, bick, 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 yes. bick. I don't remember what the song was. Anyway, pretty cool. Yeah, very, very cool. funny. The other stuff that happened there. There's some World of Warcraft shit. I don't think any of us really uh, can speak to that too much. Mm-hmm. But And like Hearthstone, which I haven't played in ages. Uh, more interesting to me is this Diablo 2 remaster that yeah. they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Which looks pretty good. I It's still the best game of the trilogy. Yeah. And I guess I'm keen to play it again and, and play it in a, in a convenient way. And it does look different. Yeah. Uh, it's been updated for sure. It's like fully 3D, still in an isometric view. I feel like a little character has been lost from, from the the older one. The graininess of that of that one was weirdly a part of it. I feel the mm. same way about like Baldur's Gate and things like that sure. from around that time yep. where when they remastered them to the high fidelity 2D looking graphics, it mm. just looks a bit funny. Yes. Uh, it feels like a different game almost. But then... It was kind of crazy looking at some of like the armor sets and shit in mm. these you know new 3D modes and being like, oh wow, that's what that looked like, like that. Oh you know, sure. And, and, and it feels like you know you put your glasses on finally, and that's pretty sick. Um, and it's a great game. It's one of the best games of all time. So mm. yeah. Hopefully more, because uh, that Warcraft Three remaster people <sighs> hated for a lot of very valid seeming reasons. I don't think any of us played it. But that was the one that deleted your old EXE of the original game when you installed it. I think. And it, it or like everyone's, you couldn't install it anymore for mm. some reason. Mm. It just wanted you to download that one, and then it it broke a bunch of features that were in the original thing yeah. and didn't really improve too much. Yeah. This one looks to be on a better track than that, and it's coming to all the consoles and stuff too, which is nice mm. um but yeah it does look a little weird those like the old animations playing out on a on a prettier looking thing mm. it makes it look real clunky and strange right as well right um a little more stuff about diablo 4 which they also said is not coming this year and overwatch 2 not coming this year mm-hmm. um but yeah the, the i mean if you're into blizzard games still um you know you're probably already across this yep some like arcade collection they called it with uh, oh yeah the Lost Vikings Blackthorn yeah. and Rock and Roll Racing for like quite an expensive amount of mm. money. Mm. Um, yeah. I remember Lost Vikings and I remember uh, Rock and Roll Racing. Lost Vikings Touch, was great. Right touchstones of childhood PC gaming for me. Hearthstones. Mm. Uh, Excuse I, me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Blackthorn weirdly it being sort of that Prince of Persia style. You know, 2D running and jumping and shit like that. Mm. Um, So, you know, between the three of us, we've covered all the games in the Blizzard Arcade Collection. Yeah, Yeah, let's do a review right now. Okay. Lost Vikings, I remember being good, but I think it's actually bad. I agree. Yeah, same with Blackthorn. (laughs) 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 And Rock and Roll Racing, I'm actually, now that I think of it, I'm not sure whether I've played that or whether I'm getting it confused with the Biker Mice from Mars video game on the Super Nintendo. Easy to do. Yeah. (laughs) Those mice love their rock and roll as well. Old Limburger, the the cheese guy who used to fight them. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Fucking toy cartoons. <laughs> I just remember that. Did you ever play that game? It's like a racing game, but it's top-down, right. isometric kind of view, like Micro Machine style, right. no. those kind of racing games of the time where it's like, this kind of sucks to control. Mm-hmm. I fucking hated the biker mice from Mars. <laughs> what? I really, really didn't like their wow. attitude. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? They they, yeah. they were they were willfully ignorant. Yeah. Well, you're an mice. authoritarian, so you yeah. hate that kind of rebellious stuff. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't want anyone sticking up against me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want them stamping down mm. like I the can... street sharks. And also, <laughs> yeah. stay on Mars. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Go back. 
back to anyway. I can picture. I can like picture one of them in my head, but I couldn't tell you any specifics about the show. What, I don't remember yeah. anything about what they what they used to get up to. Yeah, they neither. were just fucking flubbing around the place, being like, "We're dumb mice." Okay, <laughs> it was another Ninja Turtles ripoff, yeah. right? You had yeah. Samurai mice. Pizza Cats, which was oh, sick. Yeah. I loved that. Street Is that a ripoff though? Yeah. That's like I think yes. that's kind of like its own Japanese <laughs> the Samurai thing. Pizza Cats. It might have been around the same time. But it's got to have been inspired by, right? Uh, There's no Ninja way Turtles. that Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles yeah, yeah. who yeah. love pizza and the Samurai Pizza Cuts are pa- pa- parallel the things. The Samurai Pizza, pizza Cuts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm just trying to think because it – yeah, because the fact that it's not Western makes me think right. that there's something and – they're, and they're a bit more like – they're in little robot suits and stuff, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. I loved them. I fucking loved them. And me the Biker too. Mice. I had a Biker Mice toy. A mouse – and a bike, and it was the best toy. <laughs> it was so cool. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I called it a biker mice toy. It was a mouse I found in the garden. Yeah. Mm. And a small tricycle. <laughs> so, you know. Um, and then, yeah, you had your street sharks, your battle mm-hmm, toads. Mm-hmm. Um, battle toads, I would say, are different. They're just anthropomorphic animals. But I'd they say don't have a. They're in the same lineage. No. Uh, it's like they're yeah. called like rash and zit and stuff. Yeah. But how much is that is just 90s attitude, like the packet of whiz fizz. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, I think they're, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're little they're I don't frogs. Think they, they look similar to the turtles yeah. too. I don't Same think they color. exist without the turtles, mm. but uh, I don't care enough to dig more into it. The radical burger dogs. <laughs> do you remember them? Oh, the radical burger dogs. I love <laughs> the radical actually, burger yeah. dogs. <laughs> roo, roo, give me a burger. Yeah, yeah. Roo, I will they, fight crime. Roo, roo. It's interesting that they're dogs, and hot dogs is not the tie-in. It's burger dogs. No. Yeah. Yeah, they were well, burgers and dogs. They oh, ate both. Yeah. There was the um the the uh, incredible chocolate cockroaches. Yep. Mm. Do you remember them? They'd be mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. "Give me some chocolate." It was a there <laughs> was a, a cartoon creeps. around that time about cockroaches. Was there really? Yeah, yeah, I forget what it was called. You know what else happened in the nineties? What? The Rareware game Dinosaur Planet was ch- changed into uh, Star, Star Fox, Fox Adventures, Adventures. Mm. for the GameCube. So a couple of weeks ago, that GoldenEye remaster for the 360 got leaked. This time, someone has found like almost finished code of Dinosaur Planet, mm. and it's late enough that Star Fox is already in it. In it. Yes. Big Shiggy's come in. Famously, this mm. was yeah. Rares. This would would have been. Rare's swan song on the Nintendo 64. And for Nintendo, it turned out, I guess. Mm, This was their last Nintendo project. Yeah, and it was like, I remember seeing the pics in the magazines. Looked beautiful, Mm -hmm. looked like a big... It was, yeah, slightly more serious tone than the stuff that they had been doing with Banjo-Kazooie and stuff. Yeah, like a Zelda thing. Yeah, yeah, big big world to explore and then... The planet of the dinosaurs Mm -hmm. was the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of our planet, really, when you think about it. Holy shit. What? A dinosaur coming back now being like, you blew it up, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Is Dinosaur Planet inspired by Biker Mice from Mars or is that it's not the same? I mean, I haven't played this leaked code yet to see what kind of chewed the dinosaurs have. Okay. That's really the only thing that could um, okay. that could answer that one. I think they're a lot more whimsical and respectful, ah, mm. which okay. I don't like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, famously, uh, mm. Miyamoto comes in and gets one look at what's going on and goes, you should chuck... My characters, the Star Fox gang, into this, mm-hmm. and uh, when Shiggy speaks, 
you listen. Yeah, I, I imagine because him he's like, never wrong, except yeah. in the handful of cases where he is wrong. <laughs> yep. and then this he gets being the so most wrong. famous of them all. <laughs> yeah, it really it gives the impression of him like eating a big plate of ribs or something, you know, and being like, Mwah! Mm. "How about you chuck the fucking fox guy I drew?" Mm. <laughs> and now, ah, what do you reckon? Mm-hmm. Just get the fuck out of my ribs. <laughs> it is pretty interesting. This guy who like largely gets it to such mm. a great yeah, degree, yeah. and you know, has built a reputation out of being the guy who just. You know, everything he touches, most of what he touches turns to, you know, really By that has... point, he hadn't missed. Right. Yes, exactly. I think. What are his other other failures? Um, what? Are, well, he did Mario. He did Zelda. Yeah. Uh, he did Star Fox. Mm-hmm. He did... I think he's also known for, like, him just being... You know, stuff in Nintendo that he's not necessarily working on. Right. He'll he come and president. get a look at it mm. and give a little, you know, he comes in and just goes like, hey, try putting this in. And there's a lot of stories where people are kind of up against a brick wall where mm. they're like, how can we get this to work or make this a bit more interesting or seamless or whatever. And he's kind of the guy that just off the top of the dome, right. like, hey, try, try this. Right. And then people talk about him just finding things that open the whole thing up. Mm. And so... Yeah, when he comes and gives you the feedback of try putting these characters in. Mm. You're like, oh, I don't get it, but I this dude made us right. yeah. invented the jump button. Yeah, there must so be a I reason guess. he's in charge and I'm not, so I'll listen to him. Yeah. And I can also see being like, even though Rare had so much like clout and, um, you know, cachet at the time, still being like, oh, wow, this gets to go from just being a kind of a no-name new IP to something that's probably going to have a lot more eyes on it and right. maybe sell more because mm-hmm. it's got this established brand attached to it. That's cool that he is not only letting us do it but, like, wants us mm. to do it. Mm. And then, yeah, I never, I've never played it. I've never played the finished product, but by mm. all accounts, it's just it's a bit of a mess. It's like the... Is it, yeah the the impression I got is like why is this a Star Fox game? Right. You want to be hooning around in space and you do basically none of that, and then the exploration y Zelda stuff is meant to be fine, I think. Right, right. Yeah, I so think- it sounds like it would have maybe been a good game if you hadn't shoehorned in characters that bring expectations with them. Yeah, maybe. And like it sounds like it was also a Nintendo sixty four game that came out on the GameCube a bit later than maybe the development ideas. And also, Rareware had some on and off mm. things. You know, people like Jet Force Gemini, but I don't. Th- I, you know, I think that's one of their B games. Right. Yeah. It apparently feels similar to that. Right. right. Okay. Miyamoto also did Donkey Kong, of course. Right. He directed Excite Bike. Okay. He did. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's good that that's just like so long ago that we can't even really judge him on it or not. It's like, well, that's a really old game. Yeah. yeah. I guess he gets a free pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's the producer on a lot of things and the designer on a lot of things, you know. So right. Excitebike is just such a funny outlier yeah. from the from the famous rev head that brought you <laughs> Zelda and Pikmin. <laughs> it is funny that this dude has like, yeah, the, the design sensibilities to be like, I wanted to translate my childhood wandering the forest into a game and I pulled it off with Zelda. Mm. And then later on he's like, make that cunt my fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It, it is funny. I was but, wandering through space and I came across a fox and I yeah. thought, yeah, that's his. Because <laughs> yeah. that's right. Weren't the, the, the characters that Rare had originally in the game, were they were foxes or they were? They're, yeah. He, right. So the only change I believe in this version is that he just looks like Star Fox. 
Right. Okay. So, but so he, they he's were like, all... oh, whoa, what's all this bullshit? We can't have two Fox characters mm. on this console. He probably was just like, yeah, he looks like Star Fox or he looks like Fox McCloud. Mm. Uh, no, he calls got... him Star Fox. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> that's, that's great if that's all it was. Him just remarking mm. on it. Meanwhile, Rareware, they've travelled over from the UK. <laughs> yes. They've had this meeting fresh off the plane, so they're jet-lagged to all buggery, <laughs> and they've just misinterpreted it as them going like, Did he, tell oh, us- he said we have to change the whole game. <laughs> We've got to put fucking Star Fox in this. <laughs> I work for Rare. Um, so it is not like playable on an emulator, apparently, but you can play it if you've got like a flash cart okay. for a 64, ah. but not through to completion. It's not like finished-finished. Right. But they reckon... That like modders and stuff will be able to uh, fuck Finished with it, off. right? Because it's like the same engine from Diddy Kong Racing, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. So they think it will, at some point, with you know work from the community, mm. be uh, playable, which is really cool to me. Yeah, that's like great. That if they if they just have to like reuse assets from Diddy Kong Racing and just like you're on this beautiful dinosaur planet, and then the final <laughs> boss is Whiz Pig in a go kart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other thing that I thought was news. Yeah. <laughs> this is news to me. Yeah. And that's really how news happens. Someone right. just makes a decision like, yeah, yeah. that sounds important. Yeah. Dog on a surfboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're a bit light tonight on the yeah. 6 p.m. bulletin. Chuck yeah. this one in. This furry feline is fucking f- flying around. <laughs> Get a load of this hang gliding cat. Um they should be able to swear on the news. That would honestly. Be great. Yeah. Like yeah. an atrocity the, happens, just cutting back to the newscaster. Yeah. What a fucking contact, Fuck honestly. Yeah. Mate. Honestly. <laughs> well, you don't want it to be editorializing, though. So you just right. have to still read it, like, pretty blankly, but throw in, like, fucking Scott Morrison today has announced uh, That's $25. Slightly editorializing That's still, still. editorializing. Yeah. But you're right. About- if you can show. It's an adult show, right? It's a serious adult show with horrible things happening on it. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) explaining it that way does make it clear why they don't swear. (laughs) It is strange, though, that the news is... It is very serious. Yes, yes, that's true. (laughs) The news has more adult (laughs) concepts in it on a daily basis than most, like, MA movies, Mm. but it's still on, like, straight after Rugrats in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It makes no sense. But there should be a late... The late bulletin should have swearing in it. Yes. At the 10.30pm update. I guess we're just talking about... then if they're like, fucking hell, get a load of this. <laughs> well, yeah. this, this is just the daily show that we've invented. Mm. But they're not trying to be funny. I want to see the, yeah, Peter Hitchner right. just letting rip with a few F-bombs. He's mm. not trying to make jokes and he's still not, ed- you know, he's not really passing commentary. Mm-hmm. Just like... Get a fucking load of this. If you want, yeah. if you want like a, a visible uh, facial expression that means the word fuck, mm. then watch Sky News and every one yeah. of those cunts yeah. is just like... Fucking scowling at the camera yeah. all the time. Yeah. Probably more words that we wouldn't say personally. Yeah. Send these biker mice back! <laughs> yes. Yes. Sick of these Martians. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is mm. not coming out in 2021. No. Or being developed by the lead development team anymore. In- insane. It, so it seemed for a while like that thing was going south. Yeah. And it has now completely exploded. And my assumption would be that Paradox Interactive, who I guess are publishing it, mm-hmm. want to restart it. Yeah, it if you like fire it. the entire development team, that doesn't mean that you're retooling or whatever. That means you're going, this sucks. Yep. Bye. 
mm. we'll get someone else in. Mm. Which is cool to me that they still want to do it, but yeah. aren't putting out a shit version. <laughs> We're yeah. letting you go because you've all done too good of a job. And yeah. honestly, <laughs> you just spending any t- more time on this would be a waste. So, <laughs> you're making yeah. the other development studios look bad <laughs> here. So you've got to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. You know, when a successful project ends and it's it, it's you get greeted with the CEO who shakes your hand and says, you're fired. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's how it always yeah. goes. I've been broken up with because the person was like, I, this has just been too good of a relationship. Mm. Sorry. It seems unfair too many to orgasms. keep you <laughs> Sorry. from other people out there. You just, you, I'm feeling too safe and supported. Mm. Honestly, that does happen. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, that very is true. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Kind of, yeah, okay. This is the best person for me to be with. Better fuck it all up. Yeah. <laughs> So it looks like that's what's happened here. Yeah. The the old high school crush of Vas- Va- Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines. One of my old high school crushes. Loved it. Me too. Yeah. Came back into our lives and then, oh, maybe something could happen again with this. Well, no. no. I've awful. changed for the better. You're the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it has been, what, a decade? 15, 15? 16 years I reckon. I'll wait a few more. Yeah. Yeah. I would way rather that this disappear and uh, they redo it. Mm. Or even this disappears completely so in the future maybe they could do it again. Yep. Mm. Rather than have something dog shit come out and kill it forever. Totally. So, yeah. This is Andromeda. Well, yeah. Mm. This is... uh, It sounds... It's shit for all the people who've lost their job, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, it sounds like they're not uh, good enough at their jobs anyway. Uh. So, they deserve to be fired. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Send those biker mice home. I hope that's one of the sentences that people think Adam says, uh, not me. People (laughs) get our uh, voices confused a lot, apparently. Well, that's probably because our levels are all over the place <laughs> oh yeah someone messaged me asking me for a um they're like oh that movie that you talked about on the patreon where'd you get that i'm like that was ben yeah that was ben talking about a movie for 10 minutes we don't sound similar <laughs> no. i i think we do okay all three of us <laughs> i all think right. everyone on every podcast sounds similar that's right. actually a good point every time i've listened to a new podcast it's taken me maybe six episodes for my brain to be able to like Sift the voices apart And yeah. not just think It's one person Talking constantly Yeah Every stranger Sounds the same And looks the same Yeah and Like anyone Who you don't know Is a blank slate mm. Well, the, And this one I started And I'm not to. interested In finding out more <laughs> This one I've been listening to this week, it's three people that I know in real life and I can't fucking tell them apart on their podcast. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> well, maybe if I deliberately talk a little bit lower. Yeah. And you talk in the middle. I'll talk in the middle. And I'll go up here. Yeah, there okay. you go. Yeah. Now you can tell the difference between us. My name's Ben Vanell. Right. I was going to say, we did not say our names. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it, the, 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 that guy, I want to say Chris Avalone, is that the person he was writing for? And then like a bunch of mm -hmm. shit happened with Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. And uh, they tried to distance themselves And then the lead director I believe quit or something So it's had a fucked time this game Mm -hmm. And it is on indefinite hold Mm -hmm. So oh well Mm. You know a game that uh, was not on indefinite hold Because Mm. it came out here last week Wow how does he do it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I How don't does know. Tommy Dasselow do these smooth segues? It's like watching someone go down a water slide gracefully, but they're upside down and their pants are off. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they got there, yeah, yeah. but they look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, Persona 5 Strikers came out. Now, yes, before we, we dive into this, I'll talk briefly about a game that I played uh, for a reason. Will uh, you? Uh, yeah. Interesting that <laughs> yeah. you would very presume. Interesting. Yeah. 
Um, so I was not super interested in Persona 5 Strikers. I haven't played any of the Warriors games. Okay. Um, wasn't really hooked into that style of combat at all and, and didn't know if I would like it. So I thought, oh, I'll play some other games this week, you know, bring some things to the table. Um, so I started playing Code Vein. Oh, I yeah. I think this, uh, this came out a while ago, but it, it dropped on PC Game Pass this week or last week. Anime. Dark Soulsy kind of thing, right? Is sort it- of, yeah. Not quite as as the combat is a little more lightweight and floaty than Dark Souls. Okay, um, but it is an anime bullshitty game with a whole bunch of weird lore and a crazy intro, a lot of cutscenes, um, cu- very customizable, different to the other JRPG stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, oh, this is you know maybe it's a, a similar similar sort of area. It'd be fun to compare these two. And I played it for like two three hours. And it's terrible. Okay. <laughs> it's a bad game. Uh, it's it's not fun. All the lore stuff just doesn't make any sense. And it's dropped in a really ungraceful way at the start of the game. Uh-huh. Um, did not want to keep playing it. And so I thought, if only there was a JRPG out there with a bunch of convoluted lore that I, that I could play. Convoluted yeah. lore. <laughs> <laughs> the saga of Ben's week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this goes for 100 hours. I think you guys yeah. realize. This is a 54-volume manga that you're... Can we yeah. skip this? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, you've got to watch it to understand who the characters are later. It gets good after he goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, so I stopped playing Code Vein and I started playing Persona 5 Strikers. Unbelievable so, stuff. Right. We were actually going to record this. Uh, well, we were talking about maybe doing this a day later because mm. it came out officially on Tuesday, so the day before we were doing this, but mm. then... After we recorded last week, Adam, you messaged the group to say that you could... I've not seen this before. It's you happened. You bought the digital deluxe edition for, you know, 40 extra dollars or whatever. Mm. Part of it, it was that you got to play it from Friday instead of yeah. from Tuesday. And bugger me down if I didn't race to get my credit card out of the wallet. It absolutely worked on me. And if every game that I was interested in <laughs> had the option of paying 40 to $50 oh, more to get it a few days early. Yeah, they know that oh. as well. It's, it's I like, hate it. I hate that it worked. Well, it's like, Battlefield and stuff largely, started doing it. Like yeah, that's, right. it. It has happened for a while with a few different games, but they do tend to be ones that old money bags isn't interested in. Money <laughs> bags is Tommy. <laughs> and, uh, but it, it is... A practice that is also pretty widely disliked. Right. And I think for a very good reason. I think it's better than just pre-ordering because just pre-ordering puts money in a developer's pockets without the game even coming out. Yes. And can tend to lead to these inflated expectations and people being very disappointed uh, because they're already invested emotionally in a game and, and financially. At least you get a game early by paying extra from this, but... Uh, yeah, it's probably not a good practice to encourage. All that it's I mean, just one of those crummy feeling things. It's mm. hard to put into words why, but it's like, oh, pl- the VIP area awaits you, sir. Right? Please enjoy your weekend. Well, yeah. and like, I was happy to do it largely for this because it meant okay, I'll be able to actually put some proper time into it mm-hmm. before we do the podcast, which is a yeah. good thing. But and and also, yeah, I was excited to play it. But the you know the unfortunate thing is, I'm 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 you know, lucky that I'm financially in the position where I can do that and afford to do that. But for someone who would be looking forward to it even more, who's maybe a bit Mm. younger, who is, you know, saving, like having to really save to get this game, it's just kind of unfair that like someone who, yeah, probably when you, you know, when you're younger, you can't afford to do stuff like this Mm. and you would be looking forward to it way more than an and if your friends yeah. got to play it before you, you would be significantly more annoyed 
than not annoyed at all. Well, and <laughs> yeah, the, generally yeah. this type of thing happens with multiplayer games. And then so mm. if you are coming on to that and other people are five days ahead of you, if, it, if you're competitive about it, right? that is why they started doing that with Battlefield and shit is to like get in there early and fucking figure out how to kill everyone first. Right. Yep. You've been sneaking around the warehouse for a while now. Then right. when everyone else comes in the warehouse... You know where you're going. Yeah, right. you're sitting in the corner of the warehouse shooting them when they come through the door. <laughs> so, uh, but I did find it weird, like the the you know, so the, the it's the digital deluxe edition that had all this stuff that that had the early access component of it, and it's got like and soundtracks from the old games. Mm, and yeah, like that. and so it was funny turning it on and getting like dozens of notifications in a row of like. This music's unlocked and this costume is unlocked and all this kind of stuff. And mm. I was just looking at it going, you don't get it. I didn't <laughs> I didn't pay this money for any of this shit. Yeah. I paid it for the fucking date. Yeah, I, I want to play for... it now. And this is delaying me, exactly. all these fucking <laughs> exactly. pop-ups. May as well have just waited for Tuesdays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so, yeah, it's a, it's a weird option that, that feels odd. But I guess um, yeah. it's not content that you're missing out on. So who cares no. at some point? Um, so yeah, it came out like a year ago in Japan. It's mm. taken them that long to translate it over. Exactly I guess. a year ago, in fact. Oh. Like, yeah, the twentieth of Feb. Happy birthday! Happy to anniversary! <laughs> He's walking. <laughs> um, it, this, but they've gotten all of the original cast back. I mm. think. Yeah. From Persona so Five, where I'm up to, yeah. And uh, it feels completely like a sequel to Persona Five. Yeah. It is Crazy and oh, it, it's given me like an almost a like off putting. Uh, there's something that feels weird about it it's, being a sequel well, to it's, this game. Yeah, it's strange because mechanically it's a spin off, mm-hmm. it's its own yeah. side thing, it's like a completely different game. But then, yeah, aesthetically and presentation wise, it's a direct yeah. sequel. It is that's canon, you know, it's right. not like happening in like a parallel side universe with the same characters or mm. anything like that it immediately follows on and it's like it's a tv show and this is the second season totally it feels i didn't realize i knew like i had heard like oh you can like go around and do some of the you know same stuff that you were doing in the, in the previous one in terms of like go and work in a job go into the subway you know all of that shit mm. walking around it's exactly the same like i did not realize it was going to be so extremely close mechanically and presentation wise yeah it, i think it's it bits have... of it are slightly scaled down like yeah. the the bonds are sort of done differently there's right. less of the side stuff kind of from the original where like yeah the fortune tellers and all those sorts of characters mm. right you're not really doing that it's kind of more of like a main line but if you were to have played persona 5 just going mm. through the main story it doesn't feel too dissimilar to that no but um Except for every bit of the gameplay. Yes. But like you are running around the same areas. They look kind of worse now. I uh, think they look a bit better. Yeah. Everything is a lot more. We're all playing on the PS5, right? PC. Mm. On PC for you. The yeah. anti-aliasing stuff I've just noticed is shitty. It's a little jaggy, but yeah. I didn't know if that was my screen and resolution and shit like that. It, it is not. the game. Right. Like Persona 5 looked better in that way. Yeah, okay. I think it looks a lot smoother, like frame rate wise. Sure, from, it, from playing for even uh, five uh, quite recently, because mm. even just like the little things of the um, the little heads bopping popping up and doing the text bubble stuff. Even that, just noticing like, oh, this is at a higher frame rate, mm. and that may also be down to the fact that I was playing it on an original PS4, right? Persona 5 Royal. So mm. maybe it's upscaled sure. on the but either way I can't remember that bit but it does it's not so it's not awful mm. it just like looks a little grainy and a little jagged which mm. um 
you get used to very quickly. And for me, only in certain bits, only in like the in-engine cutscenes. Weirdly, right? Combat looks great, mm. uh, and obviously the um the actual anime sections are cool. There's been heaps of them already. I'm like a yeah. couple hours in. Um, and even I think walking around stuff looks great. The, I'm not noticing any jagged edges or anything. And it's, it's only the same yeah, weird, weird parts. It's the same style as the original, right. which is great. Yes. Booting all it back up and you get, slick. yeah, oh, cool. you get a, um, like a, a cutscene with a song, a new mm. song at the beginning. There's a lot of the songs and music tracks that you remember from the first one. There's also a bunch of new shit in there. Mm. There's like a more kind of like. Uh, rock like metal version of Last Surprise, which mm-hmm. is like the main battle theme from Persona Five. Which so that fits kicking a lot in with is the, fucking awesome. Yeah, mm. and it fits with the change in gameplay from mm. just like a turn-based right. thing, and it and it translates similar to how um, Hyrule Warriors did the mm. the recent one, where the moves that you had in the original, it finds fun ways of incorporating them into this more action focused yeah. thing. So like, I'm, I think I'm. Six hours in or so, I'm just at the start of the second jail. Yeah. The kind of the big change in this one is that they're, you're infiltrating jails instead of palaces and there's the the kind of the rulers of those jails have been able to kind of have followers and change people in the in the real world to kind of worship them by stealing their desires. So you're mm. sort of – it's essentially the same thing with the palaces but it's, it's, it's the gang getting back together and there's kind of like a new – you know, it's not like exactly the same stuff. Right. It's like no. this is parallel to what we were doing in the metaverse last time, but this is like a different sort of side of it that's being used and kind of corrupted in a different way. Mm. So another mystery of like what's the bigger thing going yeah, on? Yeah, what's right. going on? Yeah, and it and the benefit of it being, you know, having a lot of shorthand already. It assuming that it. Uh, I mean, I would say probably don't play this if you haven't played Persona Five. I think mm. mechanically you could probably have fun with it and get on with it, but you just are gonna miss. So much of what's good yeah. about it will just go completely over you. Because yeah. it does it does a little bit to reintroduce the characters because like quite early on you get a, a new character join your group yep. Yep. who then they take that opportunity to reintroduce everybody to her. Which is like an hour in though and... It do, there's no, there's so much context. You're right. Like, I just think it's yeah. not going to. Yeah. It's, it's a no, big ask. I, I know to go if yeah. you are kind of interested in this style of gameplay to go. No, no, no. You've got to go and do this other 100 hour thing right. first. But it is. It really is so worth it because so mm. much of the joy is the shorthand of getting straight back into. You know, in in Persona Five, you're establishing this team over this 100 hour game, and mm. some of those characters you don't really end up spending all that long with because they're like the last person that you meet. Haru it is, is like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is cool in this one that it's like from the get-go, here's the whole gang, they're back together. And, and it's, it's only, a little overwhelming to kind of mm, choose your party out of having everyone instead right. of having your time to sort of get to get to mechanically work them out a little bit. It's, but, it's strange as well because like I'm really into the, where the story is going and all of their characters are written well, like they're mm-hmm. all completely back. Ryuji's Ryuji again, mm-hmm. you know, like they haven't... It doesn't feel weird in the way that it feels like somebody else writing yes, this thing right. that you know. It just feels weird to have put that story so much on a shelf in my head and then get a direct sequel to it. You know what I mean? I know. What you, yeah, yeah. Because it picks up like three or four months after the end of the original uh, and the original original. Like none of the royal stuff is mm, in this yeah. one. Yes. 
which is probably a bit weird if you played Royal. It is a bit weird if yeah. I played Royal, <laughs> yeah. Like, they just ignore... There's a new, like, main party member, mm. and they're just like, yeah, we're not going to bother with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is great for me, because I only played the original, so right. this is perfect. They'll be in Persona 5 Strikers Royal, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it, it, I could imagine that happening. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's just... It, it's a little, uh, I guess, overwhelming is the same word, to, like... Mm. To, to pick back up with this group. It's overwhelming too, like, yeah, mechanically the style of gameplay where I had, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't finish Persona 5 all that long ago. Um, I finished Hyrule Warriors last week. Mm. Right. So I kind of thought I'm right in the sweet spot here and I found it very, um, that's why I'm glad I had so much time, extra time to play it this week before talking about it because I found it a lot harder to get a handle on mechanically than I thought I would. Right. Like I just assumed, oh, I'm right in the sweet spot here. I've just been playing heaps of this other game. Yep. This is just going to be a Persona skin transplanted on top of that. And it's not at all. Like okay. a lot of the buttons are different. Like the dodge button is a completely different thing. Every Like in yep. Hyrule Warriors, you've got like the runes that just kind of recharge and there's no real equivalent of that in this. Right. So it's different enough from both Hyrule Warriors and also from Persona 5 yeah. that, like, it's taken me – it does take a little while to gel, I think, anyway, mm-hmm. but I'm, I found it kind of even more so the first three hours was just like – It's throwing uh, a lot at you quickly as well, mm-hmm. like it just kind of popping up a thing of like, here's how this mechanic worked and Hyrule yeah. Warriors did this too and then you forget. Yes. Yeah, and or you you take a while to sort of relearn it or figure out how what the actual context or application of mm. this yes. ability mm. is. So the um, thing I found most jarring to so it's basically it's it's real time combat. It's this style where there's you know often dozens or hundreds of enemies at once, and you are just like incredibly overpowered and able to just like kind of wipe out huge chunks of them with you know basically one blow yeah so it's basically doing that it's it's putting the persona skin onto like an existing format while also trying to transplant the mechanics from persona 5 and find a way to make them work in this real-time setting and it kind of ends up being i guess pretty similar to uh, the final fantasy 7 remake in that it's you can kind so, of pause and hang the thing up to choose an ability. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you've got your, you've just got your melee attacks, and then you've got, yeah, you can hold down R to kind of, yeah, slow stop time basically. Pick an enemy on the battlefield and use your persona um, abilities, which are all, uh, yeah, elemental, and you, you're looking Rock, for paper, weaknesses scissors. Yeah, yeah, across yeah. the battlefield. You can do the same thing with your gun. That mm. also slows time. So the thing I found most jarring is you're in these you're in you're in these huge combat situations where part of the fun of this style of game is just cutting sick and feeling like you're just absolutely destroying these waves of enemies really quickly. But your elemental abilities are tied to SP, which you just churn through so quickly yes. if you're trying to play this in a way, especially in the early stages before you've like built up how much SP you can have and how mm. quickly it restores. So being in a jail and getting to a point where no one in my party has any SP left and I can't play this game in the way that's most fun to play, mm-hmm. which is going into the battles and just absolutely devastating people with these huge fire attacks or whatever it is. Mm. And so having to like leave the jail to reset all the stats and go back in. I found that a little jarring to just get used to because it's it feels like it's putting in a very like stop start way of 
playing right. a game, which you know it's not it's not the style that it's presenting to you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, but now that I've kind of got a bit more of a handle on that, it's it's really started to click. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I've probably benefited from not playing a similar style of of game before because my the way I'm wrapping my head around it is like you mentioned, like I'm just remapping how I played Persona 5 onto this new format of mm. game. So yeah. I'm I'm, go- I'm going, okay, I'm just going to do a lot of attacks and then, yeah, occasionally. And it is cool. It, it is, I actually hadn't thought of how similar it is to the Final Fantasy, the last couple of games. And going from Final Fantasy 7 yeah. to the remake, it's not that different of a transition. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, it's referencing the story and doing its own thing with it. Yeah, <laughs> feels a little weird to have it be like a sequel. <laughs> yeah, but I am really enjoying it. I also did find weirdly, like very very quickly, I ran out of SP, and so I think I just had to make the decision of, okay, it's not exactly. I'm not exactly mapping those old mechanics mm. and actions to this new format. I'm probably just going to mainly attack because there Mostly are also... You just melee. save that stuff yeah. for the bosses. Right, yeah. exactly. There are bosses and, and bigger enemies occasionally. Well, you unlock a thing very early on or you can unlock a thing very early on. You have these like bond points that mm. you that you use for um, like, yeah, doing little skill tree kind of stuff. And one of the things you can get is that your HP and SP automatically recharges after each battle. Right. So I just I was like that's the thing that's annoying me the most. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to save up to get that and then just boost that up as much as I can. And mm-hmm. that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Because there's also there's not just the persona stuff. The the all of the cool stuff about Persona 5's combat that I really enjoyed as like a twist on JRPG turn-based combat was like um yeah, you can attack a bunch, but then uh, if you attack yeah, with like a certain weakness element to this, you know, enemy, they get knocked down and you do this all out attack. Yeah. Or you can do these other little, like, uh, there's something else in Strikers as well that activates occasionally. There's like a special mode or like move where you hold down or you press a couple of buttons at the same time. Mm. So it's not just mentally remapping these buttons. There's other things that yeah. maybe don't, maybe I'm not quite as good at using in real time combat. And they just take a while to have them all catalogued in your head, like right. a yeah. fighting game or something where sure. you just need to be uh, aware of them enough, aware of them more than the game really gives you enough combat early on at least to get used to them. Mm-hmm. Like it gives you a quick little tutorial and it's like, all right, fuck you. Yeah. It and, assumes and that you kind of know yeah. a lot about Persona and it assumes that you know a lot about this style of game. Right. And mm-hmm. it gives you, yeah, very brief tutorials that you've kind just of got, summing up both, but yeah. I, yeah, I, I have worse retention of information than this game assumes you <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah yeah but maybe if you're more into fighting games this sort of stuff is uh yeah. easier yeah. for you to and like i i don't th- i think it's there's not really an answer because i think it's cool once you start getting the hang of it right and i wouldn't want it to be so slowly doled out that the first 10 hours are boring sure yeah. so it, it it just is kind of on you to to get the most out of this game, you will want to spend some time sort of practicing what well, the, you're meant yeah, to Yeah, the do. exact same thing mm. I re- remembered halfway through playing this happened to me with, yeah, with Hyrule Warriors. First couple of hours, I was like, oh, this is fine. And you're on this map and it's very overwhelming. 
in that game where you have all these different icons on the map and it's not it never really tells you what they all do mm. but then you once you work out the exact systems and the ways to build your characters up strengthen your weapons and then how you level up and and again what character works best for you and how the combos all work it becomes once it clicks and it's mm. really instant when it does happen it's so satisfying and like that um gauge thing that you mentioned the two button thing yeah that is one of the big carryover things that is from high rule warriors that i've noticed it's it's a yeah so it's a showtime gauge thing right. which just kind of builds up over just you fighting and just doing damage and it's just this big special move that just wipes out a huge area so that's one of the things that i kind of Notice was like, oh, okay, this is here. Right. So, okay, yeah, yeah, I can, I can get my grips with this. But it, uh, yeah, there is a lot going on, and I guess kind of similar to Persona Five as well. Like, the having a gun feels very weird. Where <laughs> yeah. you like, even in that game, it's like so easy to forget that it's there because it. It like it, helps with flying enemies, but like, yeah, yeah. unless not. they have a specific weakness to gunfire, mm. which again in Persona Five was so rare. Mm. Um, it does a very negligible amount of damage that it's almost not worth bothering. But in this, it is kind of worth it because it slows down time, which yeah. gives you a bit of a um, advantage there, and you can, you know, it switches the perspective a bit, and yeah. you can see a bit better. To um, be clear, as well, I really enjoy how it plays. Like yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm really into it at this point, but it does take a little while to sort of sink in. And I'm really enjoying the story again. Yeah, yes. all the characters are uh, fun to hang around with again. Uh, I lo- I really like the new character. Mm. Yep. Um. And like the villains are interesting again. Yeah. It's just it's got all the stuff from Persona Five, other than the sort of life day to day stuff. Like you're not going to school, you're not doing all that. And then like a lot of the side characters, you'll go to their shop and it'll be like, I'm away for the summer. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bye. That is pretty funny right. where they're like. Yeah, this isn't a spoiler, but it's like very early on. They're like, "All right, we're gonna need supplies. Let's go hit up the old, the old gang yeah. of of of." We'll uh, talk to the doctor again. We'll see her and catch yeah. up and everything. Oh wait, she's closed her <laughs> doctor's office <laughs> yeah. for three months. Uh, yeah, and then they go to the the guy who sells you guns in the first one, and he doesn't even have an explanation. No. The shop's just closed up, and they're like. <laughs> Well, I guess that's it. I guess we just have to assume that every other shop in Tokyo yeah. is also closed down for July. And I guess the fortune teller, the shogi player that like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even bring half of them up. Yeah. Um, that politician, he's fucked up, you know. He's like, gone. Mm. He did. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Big, that's. Yeah. All these places I had jobs at. I can't go in there <laughs> yeah. and ask for, if I could just, it's yeah. only been three months. Can I do a shift? <laughs> Get a bit more cash? Is that teacher still a maid as well? What's yeah. got, are we? <laughs> So yeah, that 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 stuff is like kind of not. It's not disappointing or intre- like it's just not there. No, right. and even if it was disappointing, you'd have to remind yourself it's not a numbered scene. No, it's like, a side thing. It's a side thing. It's but crazy it, that it does it's everything it can to convince you that it's not right. Mm. But um, I love that it exists. Like I mm. love that it, you know if we probably weren't well, yeah, we weren't. I ever going to get a Persona Five Two? Mm. We'll get Persona Six, which will be its own thing. And, yeah, if this is the way that it happens where you get to spend more time with these characters, I love that they're not precious about the IP and they go, yeah, Yeah. we can chuck it on a different gameplay mechanic. Well, because Persona 4 had a real sequel in Persona 4 Arena, the fighting game, was a direct sequel to that. Right. So there is, like, precedent, I guess, for them doing these weird... Oh, and... and, uh Dancing Starlight or whatever the fuck. Right, yeah. They, yeah. It's it's just yeah, it's it's a really, really well made I don't know what the uh who the staff is and if there's any crossover, but mm. it's written 
really well. Yeah. yeah. In the same style as Five. Like, it's very impressive. I have a feeling that it's... This is just a separate studio. Probably mm. same with Hyrule, that it's, like, the, the mechanics of the battle stuff is Koei Tecmo. Right. And then all the other shit is, like, the... The people from the original company doing it. I or believe that's how it worked with Zelda. Or, like they right. wrote everything, and then Koei are doing the like especially the, the villains. Stuff. Especially mm. the villains are really in the vein of of Persona Five, where they're like quite three dimensional mm. and interesting. Yeah, and like uh, uh, unique ideas. Well, yeah. The best thing about a really good game in Persona Five was <laughs> the villains expressing these like. Uh, sociological themes and issues right, exactly. and like stuff that was bubbling up in Japanese culture. Um, and yeah, it sounds like that's still there. I've only encountered the first one, but that certainly seems to represent something in society. Right, exactly. And yeah. it doesn't, yeah, it never feels like fanfic or anything. Mm, I mean, that's mm. again, it's, it is so strange that you so easily can forget like, mm. oh, this is a side thing made largely by... A different team. Yeah, it does. Mechanically. It almost feels like Atlas just decided to chuck in a different fighting mechanic in their own, you know, like they just chose to. Yeah. Rather than a a new company jumping in and making a different game. And to have a a fighting, like a a system in Persona 5 that was so tight and perfect Mm. and to basically keep all of the elements of that and change how it functions and they all still work. It's mm. really impressive. Like you mm. look at it and you go, this shouldn't be good. Like if someone said to you, yeah, you run around, but you're still pausing and mm. still basically doing elements of real time, you'd go like, what, why? Why mm. not just do it? Why not just have it be turn-paced? But it does. And the way that they've plotted out the jails feels like it takes advantage of, uh, you know, the ways that battles function differently mm-hmm. because you are actually running around in a real space. So you mm. often end up in these little kind of, arena things that mm. are structured interestingly for these battles. They're not just like a backdrop for, you know, scrolling through a menu or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's great. And if you Yeah. Yeah, if you if you liked five and you're a bit hesitant about the the change in style or whatever, just definitely give it a go. Yeah. It's it's really great. It it's yeah, it, it is absolutely a continuation of five. I think mm. we. <laughs> I wouldn't bother playing it like you said, though, if you haven't played no, five. No, no, no. And I think we might have made the combat sound more complex than it needs to be because you. It seems like you also can just like run around hitting attack, right? And you'll yeah. still because uh, what I'm enjoying is yeah, moving through the story and being with the characters again. Yeah. And yeah, there's occasionally like these little bosses where you're like, oh, I should use that persona thing, but. Most of the time, you can just hit attack and run around. And if you it, ambush and really then do a follow up, you can yeah. take out most of them without having to really do any yeah. combat, at least yeah. in the early. Levels. Similar to Persona Five as well. Yeah, that's where, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's really cool. To, I never expected um, a sequel to this game, mm. and then never expected that it would be as good as it is. Yeah, yeah. But and even it, yeah, when this got announced, I just assumed that it was like some weird side thing with just like maps mm, you know right. where you would just you would just kind of run around and do the combat and that would be that and then yeah reading from people who'd played it in japanese like no it's its own thing it's like 40 to 50 hours it's got like a long story mm. um yeah i can't wait to see what else what else happens mm. and where it goes yeah same 
Well, speaking of going, yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We're gonna leave it there for this week. Filthycasuals.com.au for all our social stuff. We've got the Let's Plays up on YouTube that we've been doing. Uh, we're doing Heavy Rain currently. That's been a lot of fun to do. So go check all of them out. There's like how many are there six, now? Six or six so? Six publicly available. Yeah. Sev- yeah. Yeah. And seven if you're on the Patreon currently. Yes. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of them there already for you to check out and uh, binge on. There's, we've also done a couple of other games on there yeah. that we've done to completion if you want to go and watch all of them. Uh, yeah. Get on the Patreon. Get a bonus episode every week. Get a uh, early access to the YouTube stuff we were just talking about. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Um, I forgot <laughs> this time. Uh, I'll just turn the levels all down. That'll do it. That's like a reference. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.